0: Welcome to Small Steps Living, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Corder, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. Hey there, the Small Steps Living podcast is now an audio version of Small Steps TV. You can check out Small Steps TV on YouTube, my Facebook page, and of course, the smallstepsliving.com website. But you know, some of us don't have time to watch. So here is your chance to listen to the latest episode of Small Steps TV. Enjoy. We're going to be talking about mindset because it is pretty much everything. And what I have realised when I heard it, I was like, and if you are a Small Steps member, This stuff is going to seem familiar to you because every single month I drop new mindset nuggets of gold. And so some of this is going to be really familiar to you, but always a good refresher. And if you're just new around here, I really hope this helps because I don't know about you, but that feeling of just like (laughs) wading through like, when is the tide going to turn? When are things going to feel better? Like life is always throwing us Stuff and what I realized, I was talking to my beautiful friend Shalom. We went away for the weekend, uh, seven children and us. And I was talking to her, and we were talking about how probably about a year ago, I was saying how I'd started to feel really like solid. <laughs> how to describe it? Unflappable. Like there was stuff happening around me, but it wasn't actually. It wasn't affecting like the internal version. So I could kind of remain solid while stuff was happening. Now, that's not always able to be the case. So, you know, I've just been kind of flexing this muscle. And when I heard this first thing that I'm going to drop with you, there's going to be five, it really started to become, oh, no, hang on. This is not the first one. This is just like to just give you a little bit of grounding. When I heard this, I was like, oh, hang on, what? And it made me realize the importance of thoughts. And you know, that sounds really sort of weird and basic and like, yeah, thoughts. But when you realize that your feelings usually come off the back of thoughts. So like we feel something because we've thought something. So something's happened. We've made some kind of interpretation and then we feel something. It becomes less about the feelings. Like sure, feel the feelings. Like sometimes things come up and, and we don't have any control. Control's a total illusion. So we'll, we never have control over situations, but we can control our, our responses to them. Because if we just stop and realize like, okay, you so work with me on this one. You think one thought. So you think the thought, oh, my gosh, I'm eating like shit, right? That's your thought. And then off the back of that, You just start going. So there's this one one thought, and then you're just like, then you just brain chatter, and you're like, yeah, because you are a piece of shit. You've never been able to follow through on anything. You're always going to be this fat. You're so ugly. Blah 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 blah. What no one's friends with you anyway? You know. And we can just like, we just just this constant chatter at this stage. Like if only my life was different, then I'd be able to do that. If I could afford to get a meal delivery service, and it's just like here, blah 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 blah, blah, talking, talking 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 talking, thought that makes us feel like poop, right? All we need to do is recognize that actually those thoughts, they're not us. What we are is just the thinker of those thoughts. And as soon as I really understood that, because we've heard this sort of stuff before, like Eckhart Tolle and all of that sort of stuff, but once I really understood that, hang on a minute, stop stop that thought pattern. You're choose, like, these are thoughts that you as the being are choosing to think. So do we want to choose those thoughts? Is this cool? Is this a party for anybody? No, not a party for me. So once I gave myself the power over my thoughts, I was able to go, oh, hang on a minute. So all this automatic recycling of thoughts that we just do over and freaking over and over again, and we wonder why we're stuck. We're not stuck. We're just thinking the same thoughts all the time. We are literally just thinking mostly very stuck thoughts. Right? Does this make sense? I'm just going to go in here and make sure. So You know, if this is not making sense, please tell me, (laughs) because for me it was just a huge light bulb moment. And so when I started to really understand that—that I'm not those thoughts, we're not all that negative BS that we tell ourselves—we're just we're the thinker of those thoughts. That's what we are. Like we're choosing to think these thoughts. So if that's the case, then what thoughts do you want to think? And then off the back of that, because we know that feelings are a result, like of the thoughts that we've. Thought that makes sense, then suddenly it's like, whoa, well, I'm in this spiral of feelings. If I could just recognize that I'm choosing to think these thoughts, then suddenly we've just got this power, right? So, one of the biggest things, and you've probably heard me talk about it so many times, is this whole concept of being responsible for that. So, once we start to understand the tremendous power that we have to change how we feel based on how we're thinking, then it's like, okay, who's responsible for flexing that muscle? Me. Who's responsible for when I'm feeling like poop, pulling myself out of that? That is not going to happen. If suddenly my kids start to make their beds, like that's not going to make me feel anything. It can't. My life isn't going to change if suddenly You're getting heaps of help from your partner that, you know, makes you feel really grumpy and discontented and woe is me. You know, like, what are we doing? Why are we waiting for that? Hey, Lorraine, Amelia has just asked, what are three things you suggest saying to yourself when you feel that your worth isn't valued? And the fact that you're asking that question, this is the thing. Like, who said your worth isn't valued, Amelia? It's a thought that, like, you know, you're just choosing to think that thought. So think that you're valued. Just think. I mean, the fact that you're alive means you're valued. It's a rare occurrence to be born a human, you know. This is the worth is implied. You don't have to be given worth. You are worthy because you are alive and a human being. So that's on that. But what I was really saying was this whole concept of responsibility, right? We think that it exists outside us this ability to shift our mood or, you know, if that happens, I'll feel happy. Or if I get that promotion, then I'll be happy or, you know, I'll be able to start eating well if I just got some help around the house or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so we're constantly just giving away our power. We're constantly saying, like, I can't do this for myself. This result that I want for my life is outside of me and it's not. It's not anybody else's job. It's not anybody, it's not any circumstance that you might be waiting for that is going to make the change for you. It all happens. I hate to say, but it's true. It all happens from the inside. And when we really start to get that, when we start to get that our, like everything changes around us when we start changing from the inside, when we start to change, you know, switching those thoughts then it's like this cascade effect in your life. It can be really hard to think like, oh my God, something else I have to do. But it's not about responsibilities, right? It's not about all of your jobs and responsibilities. It's not about that. It's about like (laughs) no one else is responsible for your happiness except for you. And so when I'm down in the dumps, and let myself be there. I feel the feels. I mean, I'm not judgmental of myself for having ups and downs. I mean, that's just life. Like, can't protect ourselves from pain. But it's also no one else's job to pull me out of that. Like, it's everything. And when you take on that, when you really go, whoa, if I want something to happen or change in my life, then I don't have to wait. I could just choose to start being a person who is responsible for the things she has and doesn't have in her life. Can you see the difference? I hope you can. Sorry, I am really not keeping up with your Instagram feed. I'm so sorry. And we're still talking about bras on Facebook, so that's awesome. We're relying on others to justify our thoughts. Right, So, so silly, isn't it, when really we get to set the narrative. It's our job. At the moment, I'm talking to my son about, you know, some kids who are playing soccer who are being really mean. And it's like, hang on, who's setting the agenda for whether you suck or don't suck at soccer? No, that's not. Like, we don't let that in. Like, we set our internal narrative. That's up to us. And for sure, we take on all of these stories. And this is the next part, right? So, we take on all of these stories and we believe what we've been told about ourselves. I mean, there is layers and layers of this shit. (laughs) to get rid of in our life. I mean, is this a concept working progress for me? I'm like, oh, what do you mean? That's the truth or like not the truth about me when that's just like this thing that I've accepted about me. (laughs) Sarah, did you watch my my stories? I basically have cleavage right now. You guys can't even see it. It's amazing. So uh, anyway, if you missed the start, you'll miss that I shared on Insta stories that I got fitted for a bra. What do you think about changing that story that you've created? So here's the thing. Once we get conscious to our stories, we have the power. Here was the second thing that I wanted to share with you. So the number one thing is like we need to be responsible for being the change that we want to see, right? And then the second thing is that nothing, pretty much nothing has any meaning except the meaning that we give, right? So we get to choose the interpretation of events. And I'll take something really, really simple to share this with you. And I know that this is confronting to hear sometimes because you're like, no, that just really does suck. And I want to challenge you to be like, well, does it? Because I don't know about you, if you don't listen to the Happy Mama podcast with Amy taylor Cabaz, you need to go and follow Amy taylor Cabaz. I am on her latest episode of the podcast talking about how the challenges that my daughter has had with separation anxiety and stuff this year have been a total gift, really rough, tough, like not easy to move through, but a huge, crazy gift and learning for me in my life, for her and hers. And I'm just constantly looking for that, but it doesn't mean it's not difficult, but nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that we give it. So say things are off track. That's the topic of this series. So shit's aren't everywhere. Um, you can't seem to get your jam together. You're suddenly sort of wondering, like, is this ever going to end? Like, we start to, like, all the thoughts. I'm drowning. Like, the world's closing in on me. I have no freedom. This is really hard. Blah, 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 blah. So we perpetuate it by thinking the continued thoughts about the situation, by giving meaning and interpreting a situation when really, we can actually kind of shift the dial anytime we want by giving things a different interpretation. So like, thanks for this gift of this tough time because the growth I'm experiencing here is immense and it's going to take me through. I'm off track, like with food, for example. I'm off track with food. We could make that mean that we never follow through, that we're always going to be overweight and hate our body that we're a terrible mum. That you know everybody else is this and that, and we're just there. We give meaning to these things when really it could just be. Oh, I've just had a really busy time at work. Just had a lot on in life, so I haven't been probably as consistent with food as I might like to be. So now I'm just going to get consistent. Like, <laughs> can you see how we are like meaning-making machines, and we don't even realise that we're doing it half the time. And so when the shit's flying or when it's time to kind of start making changes, I just start asking myself, what meaning am I giving this? What meaning have I attached to this particular situation that is keeping me stuck in this spiral, right? I hope this is all making sense. Oh, gosh, your hand, Jess, is it cracking me up? <laughs> this boob related. Sorry, Penny, should I just be like holding my, no, I don't even need to hold them anymore. I mean, they're just doing really, really well. Once you recognize one story, another one pops up and then another, and before you know it, you're bombarded with story recognition, (laughs) left writing center. And then it's so empowering. Once you smash one, you go to the next and next momentum gets crazy. Yes, it does, Janine. Wow. Extraordinary. Katrina has just said, my son's death has given me my life's purpose to use my story to empower other women. My gift. Oh my God. I just got shivers all over Katrina. You know, my dad has suffered for a really long time with clinical depression and now is an ambassador for Beyond Blue. So he goes out and talks to organizations and workforces and stuff about anxiety, especially in the workplace. And so I want you to always know, like, we can create new meaning. We can create new stories. We have most likely just taken on the stuff other people have told us about ourselves and taken it as truth when really it's just a story. It's so powerful. If you haven't been around for very long and you haven't listened to the stories series that I did last year, it's on the Small Steps Living podcast and on the blog. So you can go on and try and find that. It's really, well, it was just the start of this kind of conversation. So, yeah. Okay, so the next one is, so responsibility we've talked about. Um, Nothing has any meaning except the meaning I give it. The next one is that remembering that, oh, I'm this one. And we speak about this in the membership and it's sort of becoming lingo in there, but that life is choice. And I struggled with this for a long time because sometimes as the mum of three children born in under four years, life felt like obligation, things I had to do. And when I really dove into the whole concept that really everything is choice, I was like, well, I could put them up for adoption. I could. People do that. People's kids get too much. Situations change. Maybe they shouldn't live with me. Now, I mean, this is not something that I would choose to do, but what it did was remind me, yep, it's my choice to keep them because I could be making another choice right now. And when I'm stuck, when I'm really feeling stuck where I am and and when things are just like rough, because things will get rough, it is my choice to stay there, to be with those feelings, to work out what they mean, to unpack them, to let myself just sit on the floor and bawl my eyes out. That's my choice. And it's an empowered choice. But then I think it also has to be fair to say that when we get to the point where we're like, hang on now, it's time to make a different choice here. Like, I I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I think some people, you know, I've had a beautiful friend um, who now lives in Munich and she's like, Lisa, she knows the stuff that's going on in the background. She's like, I see all the posts. Like, that's what I see most often. And I think you're not hiding away from the fact that this is a tough time, but sharing how you're also being able to still show up like that's a really big deal and how (laughs) how are you doing that I'm like um I really know Uh, but I actually really enjoy my work so that makes it easy but the fact of the matter is that it's my choice to do that so I could shut up shop here I don't want to go and get a job I want to continue to show up here and continue to do the work that feels good to me, which means that things can get really hard, but I still need to work. And that's most of us, right? But I have a choice. So it's not like, woe is me. Oh my gosh, I've got a business to run and I just want to like hide from the world, which you might've noticed I did do for a little while. (laughs) Um, If you are a keen follower, you might have noticed that, but ultimately if we don't realize that life is choice, we are always going to be feeling like we have to stay where we are, that we've got no, no power over over the decisions that we're making, that our habits are just like what's ruling our life and we've never got any choice to change. And we do like all the time. I could have chosen to pour a glass of wine. Oh, I chose to have some water. I could have chosen not to do this because I was tired. We can choose the food that we eat like literally as basic as it is. You choose that breakfast every morning. What we don't understand, I think what was a big wake up call for me is that most of life is subconscious. Like we're not actually, we are just our habits. It's, Excuse me, why I'm obsessed with behavior change and changing habits over time. Because we don't really think about very often the fact that, like I didn't think, Lisa, get your right hand, spread out your fingers like that and move them over to the glass. Put the fingers around the glass and pull it up to your mouth. Subconscious, so like we're not even going to. It's like I know exactly what to do. You know exactly what to do every morning when you wake up because you probably do the exact same thing every single day when you wake up. And so to change that, like especially if you've been in kind of a downer for a while, to start to go, okay, it's time. It's time. It's time for me to have a smoothie or it's time for me to make some porridge and not have the crusts off the sandwiches that I'm making for my kids for their lunch boxes or something, you know? We have to consciously choose that. And it's a bit of a muscle to flex. And if you tell yourself to make too many new choices and change too many habits at one time, things go bleh. We know that feeling. And that's why I'm always about small steps because if you want behavior change that is going to be sustained and to last for a while, you have to be prepared to play the long game. And so when I'm stuck in the weeds, I don't ask myself to be extraordinary tomorrow. I ask myself to just get up to do my self-hypnosis first thing and then done, done for the day. She's just one because she made a choice that was a good one. And then when that becomes a habit, then you make the next choice. And it's what I literally practice, what I preach. And all small steppers know that this, like you will get yourself further faster if you don't freak yourself out. Because flexing that choice muscle, recognizing that everything is choice, and then changing it takes time. So I never expect myself to switch myself like, overnight. It's like it's the small incremental stuff and it works. Yes, Kate Hay said she's hyper aware of my story since listening to my podcast with Jim Fortin. It's such a good podcast. Um, go and listen to it. A lot of the stuff that I'm teaching you is stuff that I have learned from Jim. I'm interested in how to not pass these stories on to my son. I'm super meaningful with the language I use with him. I like the example of your son and soccer. Look, Kate, once you're awake to the, the idea that we've all created these stories for our lives, I just catch myself. I catch myself thinking, hang on a minute. Is this just something that I was told and then believed and never really served me? And then I just, so I just, I'm the same as you. It's just become a lot more intentional, the conversations that I have with my children. And, like, for example, with my daughter and the stuff that she's been struggling with, it's not about, like, fixing her. It's not about, like, getting her to move through something faster or do anything like that. It's just, like, this is where she is. What support can she receive right now? That's it. It's just that. And just knowing, just really knowing that it's okay for them to go through hard times. It's okay for them to struggle a bit, but just feel heard and supported and seen, which is pretty much like hands up if that's really all you would like in your life is to be heard and supported, seen, validated, like what you're going through is real and it's okay. And we also we don't have to be strong mindset heroes all the time, but it is helpful to know this stuff and have your eyes open to it I'm so good with choices. Just pull back when my choices might not suit hubby. Why Melanie? Reality of marriage is we try and stay in the same page, but then sometimes we're denying ourselves of what we know we need. Could be work choice, location to live or absolutely anything. And I would have to say, Melanie, you know, I know Melanie's a um, awesome Small Steps member. And I know a lot of your backstory, Melanie, but I really want to challenge everyone on this. Like you know, when does it get to the point where it's not okay anymore to be sacrificing everything you want? And is that marriage? I don't know. I'm just like putting it out there um with a lot of love for you, Melanie. But you know, it's a theme that comes up in your posts a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I know that we've um we've hit this in the membership as well. So I also just two more things. I think I've just touched on really one of them, but that when I'm going through that hard time and but when it's ready to kind of shift, I start knowing that I'm probably placing meaning on it and I've got a lot of control over that. So, you know, we've gone through all of these other steps. If you've only just joined, then, yeah, you can, Sarah. Um, it'll still be on the page, so absolutely. And so that particular hardship, that particular struggle, that sadness, like whatever it is, that's a huge gift if we look for the lessons. And so when I'm ready to shift, I'm like, what do I need? Like, what is this teaching me? What did I need from this? Like, hello, um, looking for the lessons because really every single time it's been one of those tough times. You can probably say the same things about you. Lee Sales, lovely sales, just wrote a book about it. You know, post-traumatic growth, like hard things happen. And you grow exponentially. And, you know, we can just be sailing along life and it is nice there. Like, don't get me wrong. It's really nice. But then something will just kind of blow up. Like inevitably things happen. People die. Um, people get sick. Jobs get lost. All sorts of things happen. And we're just like, Phew. but it's in those moments. If we look for the lessons, that huge growth occurs. And they're just these huge gifts to us. If we're interested in evolving as people, and I don't know about you, but I'm not here to stay the same person who I was when I was, well, I'm almost, I'm 40 in September. It's real. It's going to be real. I don't even want to be the same as I was when I was 38 right now. I mean, I'm not. I can't be. So I don't want to be the same as when I was like 21. Like, And we hold on to these stories. Like I, I remember listening to Jim talk once. And he was saying he was a, a hypnotherapist. Um, that was work that he's done in his life. And he's like, people would come in and they would be holding on to stories, like people in their 40s and 50s still concerned about, you know, things that happened you know, 30, 40 years before. And I don't know whether I said it last week, but it's that like keeping rocks in our pocket. Do we let them weigh us down or do we just kind of unpack them? This brings me to my last point. The hardness, the hardship is a gift if you look for the lessons. But the last thing that I do, you know, the thing that really, like it helps trip me kind of into the next phase is I ask myself, like, what do I need to let go of? (sighs) And the letting go is the hardest thing. Because it might be that you have particular thought processes that aren't particularly healthy and don't get you to where you want to go, but they're comfortable. They're who you think of yourself as where we want to be comfortable. Like no one wants to have to change. No one wants to be called on their stuff. No one wants to. People are very, very resistant to change. Even although we say we want it, we actually much prefer predictable. Like humans like that predictability. So, what do you need to let go of here? Whenever I start a new coaching program, or like for my masterminders, so I also work with other women who are building online businesses. I kind of run two businesses, <laughs> and like it would be one of the first things that I ask: if you want to, if you want to kind of have a bit of a breakthrough or whatever, what do you need to let go of? What is literally dragging you down? What is stopping you from flying? That shit needs to go. Like, you deserve to be living your most full life. right? Like, you do. And letting go is so painful. But if we start looking for those things, like some, I'm like, oh, what really needs to let go of is that I've got back into the habit of having a glass of wine every night or something like that. You know, like, mm, it's nice, but really, it's not serving me. Okay, letting it go. Or maybe it's destructive phone habits. You know, maybe it's just too much scrolling. Maybe it's like, oh, God, I've got to get rid of the story that I have to stay awake at night and have me time because that's when my children are asleep. But I wake up every day really tired and hating my life. You know, like, the heck, (laughs) What are you holding on to that you believe that you need to be telling yourself a particular habit that is not serving you? And then can you choose to let it go? So they're my five. I was trying to limit it to half an hour. I didn't really get it down to that, but I tried my best and I was a bit distracted. And this is where there is the obstacles in the way. I just don't know what's holding me back. Kerry Lee, I would suggest, do you do you journal? Do you write? There's something definitely there. If you feel held back, there's something holding you back. It may just even be the thought that I'm being held back. Could you choose to let that thought go? Could the new thought be like, I'm flying here. And this is the whole thing about choosing who we're being and working. it. I mean, I could go on and on. I didn't talk about be, do, have, because I've done that before. Oh, phone habits. That's holding you back, Keri Lee. Interesting. Um, staying awake for me time. Ouch. Sorry, Melanie. I'd like to listen to that podcast of yours. Yes. Um, I can pop the links. Like it just Google, oh, don't Google, go to iTunes and search for the Small Steps Living, Small Steps Living the podcast. Um, with me, Lisa Cotter. And you'll be able to go through and find some of those episodes. The story series is awesome. The interview with Jim Fortin, it will blow your mind. I talk about mindset stuff a lot like this. You can see how charged up I am and why this is a fundamental part of the Small Steps membership because I realized very, very quickly that I could teach people, I could share how to do a menu plan and you've got to sign up for my Dinner Hacks series if you haven't done that before. We're, we're launching that. It's back by popular demand. And I can teach you all of those things. I can teach you how to put together a meal plan. But if the voice in your head is like, I'm a crap mom. I can never do this. I don't, I can't do this. Just like all the negative thoughts, then you will never follow the meal plan. You will never even have a go. You aren't even open to change. Danny, I love having you back online. I love being back, Danny. It's good to be back. And so this is the thing, like, the food is just this one aspect of our overall well-being. It's like you nail the mindset, you'll start to nail the food. But we can change the food habits one at a time, like which is a mindset hack that I basically have built every single program around. But if we're not also talking about the context in which we live, the thoughts that we're thinking, if we're not like charging up This whole conversation because it's out there for us, you guys. Like this is not Lisa information. This is freaking everywhere. I'm just someone who has had to kind of supercharge it into practice. Like really, I've had to practice it and it has changed my whole entire life. And I want to help you do that too. That's why I've got a membership. That's why I show up here. You know, I announced that I was going to do this a few weeks ago. And I'm already feeling like I'm just already using all of these tools that I shared tonight. So if this has been valuable to you, tag someone who you think might enjoy it, share it to your page, do whatever you want, because I want, like, the more people that have this information, the better, right? Like we can start to make these changes. You just read out of my head um, my self worthy Yes, so, Lauren, we talked about worthiness before, like the fact that you're alive means you're worthy. This is not up for, oh my gosh, I need a daily- you daily. Oh, that's an idea. <laughs> but sometimes like, because this has become just how I am now, I forget what it is that I'm actually doing. So when I was writing all the notes for this, I'm like really trying to condense it down and make it teachable because now this is who I am. This is stuff has just been I've been a part of coaching programs. I have been learning from amazing mentors. And at the moment, it's my members who get the benefit from that of the mindset teachings, along with the food, along with simplifying our lives. And if you are interested in the membership, I am actually going to be opening the doors. That only happens twice a year. It's going to be happening in a few weeks' time. So look out for that. You're speaking what us mothers need to hear. Listen, my floral styling. <laughs> I see this all the time. I see us. Because I was playing a victim in my life, like as though I had no ability to control outcomes, that I had no, yeah, mum guilt just does not even exist in my life anymore. It just doesn't. But if someone had told me that I had choice, I would have just been like, you don't know my life. But then when I really started to get into it, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally do. And also, like, what am I doing whinging? Whinging. If something needs to change, it's not anybody else's responsibility to do that. It's on me. And then suddenly I started to feel so powerful because it meant that anything was possible when I really sank into that. And I think that it's possible for all of us. So you've had me a bit ranty. Oh, thank you for sharing, Melanie and Megan. That's awesome. I'm glad that you feel that this conversation was valuable. I'm going to stop talking. Because I have been awake since 4 a.m. and it always takes me a little bit of time to like calm down after these things. So next week, I'm going to be back. We've got episode three coming up next week. Same time, same place, Instagram or Facebook. And, um, hopefully a little less delirious, but my boobs will still be in a great position because hashtag bra fittings. If you miss the start of the conversation, that will make no sense. And if you're my brother still watching on Instagram, I don't care. So let's talk about bras and periods, bro. All right. I'm getting you back. Okay. You guys hope that was good work in progress. Karen, it is for all of us. We're all a work in progress with this. Um, my five points is a summary. Mandy's asked. Okay. Well, the first one was really about thoughts, like our feelings are a result of what we're thinking most of the time. So if we're feeling shit, we're probably thinking shit thoughts and we can choose to change those thoughts. So we just have to recognize all the time that we're the thinker of our thoughts, right? Like we're not actually those thoughts. You've convinced yourself of truths of yourself, but they're not true. So we need to take ownership and be responsible for our lives. I think most of us think that that things are happening to us when like we've got to flick that on its head. So we talked a lot about being responsible for the change that you want to have happen. Like it doesn't exist out there. It exists like right here and it happens from the inside out. The second thing is that nothing has any meaning except the meaning that we give it. So when you're in a shit storm, sorry, I'm swearing a lot tonight. When you're in the shit storm, <laughs> I'm just saying again, that really you're the one calling it a shit storm. Is it like, are you a real pathetic piece of poop? because you haven't been eating well, or that's the third night in a row you've gotten takeaway, whatever. Like, can we just like drop the judgment, drop the negative meaning that we're giving to things and just like choose a new interpretation. Be kind to ourselves, like radically forgiving of ourselves, accept that whatever's happened has happened. And then recognizing the third thing that everything is a choice, right? So we get to choose a different path anytime we want. We can get to choose like in every single separate moment we can choose. And then it was there's so many lessons in the hard stuff and the hard stuff is such a huge gift, you know, huge. There's so many lessons and so much growth that comes out of the tough stuff. And if we can look for the lessons, then we are so much more inclined to be able to judge it less harshly, create a beautiful meaning from it, and then just let it go. Um, boom, drop the judgment. That is right. Roshi McCartan. I hope I said that right on Instagram. People have different names on Instagram. Oh, Ola, you stuck around. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. You saved me from get, getting a glass of wine and you tripping after. Awesome. Oh, and the last one was choose what you need to let go of. What do you need to let go of right now? What would give you freedom to fly, to do what you want to do? And that is the hardest question to answer. And that is where we need to be super, super duper brave. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes that can even cause pain for other people. When you change and when you're like, no, 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 let them go of this. And maybe it suited other people for you to be doing the things. So just dropping that one there. Um, Our triggers are our teachers. Oh, everything. Like, Oh, triggers. I mean, that's a whole nother episode, isn't it? We can talk about that. I hope you enjoyed this and I'm going to be back here next week. So please come. Oh, Janine taking the notes. She's even been putting the, oh, this is amazing. She's put the lessons in there. <laughs> you legend, Janine. You can come live a little bit more often. That's awesome. Okay, you guys, I'm going to see you next week. And let me know your thoughts. If you have any kind of epiphanies after that or anything, drop them in this thread. Um, Be sure to share it with people who you think might find it valuable and I will see you next week. For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time.